1: Asia-Pacific shares are mixed this morning as investors assess the latest economic numbers out of the US. Tokyo is up about one-third of a percent. Seoul marginally higher, Sydney in the red in early trade. Investors are also reading through the latest minutes from the US Federal Reserve as they try to determine what steps the Fed may take next to support the economy. Joining me now for a closer look at what's moving markets is Ryan Huang. How are you doing on Thursday, Ryan? Hey,
0: Michelle. How are you doing? I'm doing
1: very well indeed. Okay, let's go through the market in three acts. Act one, the sell-off. Act two, what sell-off? And act three, the Fed. All right, here we go. In act one, the rotation out of tech shares and into cyclicals sparked in part by promising vaccine news, Joe Biden's electoral victory, well, that reversed overnight. Investors instead cast a wary eye on the latest economic data, which points a worrisome picture of the US economy. All right, Ryan, you're on stage. Fill us in.
0: Okay, so talking about that data, a bit of a dampener ahead of the Thanksgiving holiday. Mm. So not just bad news for the turkeys, you've got some bad news for <laughs> the investors. And that is coming through with the initial jobless claims numbers. So latest print at 778,000. So that is worse than the prior reading In the week before, 748,000 and also misses consensus estimates of 733,000. So it is the first back-to-back advance since July. So instead of going down, it's going up. So that is indicating that the recovery picture on the labour market is not as rosy as what people were hoping for. And you have on another data set and coming through that is on the personal spending side and personal Mm. incomes down 0.7 percent in october so that is not great news if you're hoping for the u.s consumer to bounce back and revive the economy and that is maybe one sign to look out for as we approach the black friday sales will this be i guess an omen that we might not see the huge spending that typically happens in black friday so something to look out for down the road and of course um you've got the second print of the third quarter GDP numbers out as well. That was pretty much unchanged. So no, I guess, positive surprises there. Mm -hmm. So all in, it is a bit of a wobbly fourth quarter to look out for as the economic recovery kind of flatlines.
1: Historic job losses, not only an issue in the US, but also in Europe. IBM has announced it's going to cut 10,000 jobs from one of its units in Europe, for example. In Act 2, what sell-off? Now, if you look at tech stocks, it's an entirely different story. The Dow may have retreated from that 30,000 historic level overnight, but the tech-heavy Nasdaq set a new all-time record. Tell us a story, Ryan.
0: Yeah, it is a bit of a back and forth in recent weeks. And mm. you've been looking at growth and value stocks. Sometimes it's up, sometimes it's down. And the rotation so far in the latest session seems to suggest that it is taking a bit of a breather. And we saw the... Economy reopening, winners kind of taking, uh, seeing some profit being taken off the table. And in turn, you are looking at the stay-at-home stocks, a bit more resilient um, overnight. So I'm looking at a couple of stocks helping the Nasdaq push up to a new record. In fact, it's the first record high in three months. And this is in the same week that the Dow hit a new record itself. So what we have right now is uh, Nasdaq being led by names like Moderna. So that is the drug maker uh, that is has been in the news and you've got some news recently around how the European Commission has agreed to buy 80 million doses of its vaccine. So that is great for its business and that's one reason why you are still seeing some resiliency uh, behind stock price. Another stock, what's interesting is um, Appian. So this is a software company. And it seems like there is this um, buzz around the software space where you could see more M&A happening. So so there's no clear headlines why Appian is moving up. It's up 32% overnight. So maybe there is a deal under the table that could um, surface down the the weeks ahead to look out for. Um, But of course, this is riding on the whole um, trend of how cloud computing and the work from home trend is pushing the demand for such companies.
1: All right, time for our concluding act in our three-part play. Act three is titled The Fed. So, Asia-Pacific investors this morning are going to be poring over minutes from the Fed's latest meeting. The US Central Bank is reportedly looking for new ways to provide stimulus. Bring the play home, Ryan.
0: Yeah, so what we have right now is the minutes from the Federal Reserve's latest policy decision that Mm. that that's three weeks ago and in the space of three weeks we've seen so much happen so what did they talk about last time they decided not to raise rates at at, which is near zero percent right so what we have is a bit of a guidance what is to come they say fairly soon, they might be changing their bond-buying program. And to give you a bit of context, the bond-buying program right now currently stands at $120 billion, uh, which they buy in terms of treasuries each, and month, right? each month and mortgage-backed securities. So the thinking here is they didn't give a timeline, but they have indicated they are willing to do so. So that could be some confidence for markets to show that they may be um, making some moves if required. And that's the key thing, if required. They didn't want to overcommit. Um, so the, I guess the um, tool is at its disposal or the there is some room to manoeuvre, so to speak. And they could possibly ramp up their bond buying program or lengthen the duration of their bond. So there could be more moves down the road if the you know, push comes to shove and they need to do something. But for now, they say things are still okay uh, but they are quite cautious because of what's been happening in the economy. The numbers are not that great. If you look at the latest ones you've been seeing on the jobs front and also what's happening on personal spending. And you have to bear in mind, this was three weeks ago and the picture has become even more uh, well, flat or even weakish, so to speak. So mm-hmm. this could be something to watch out for in the next policy meeting, which is December 15. What were they announced.
1: All right. So how are investors reacting to this news, though? We're going to check in on the latest numbers in a few minutes. But first, let's take a look at some corporate news because two stories caught my eye. First up, Salesforce is in talks to buy the communication platform Slack. So Salesforce has been on quite an acquisition spree,
0: hasn't it, Ryan? It has. And of course, Salesforce is quite a beneficiary of the whole cloud computing movement, where it's kind of more cost efficient to pay a subscription fee rather than to buy things outright. So this has been one of the well, winners in recent years. So it has been enjoying quite a rise in its own market cap and that allows it to buy other companies and recent times it has bought the likes of MuleSoft for 6.5 billion dollars this was in 2018 so this is an application that helps connect other applications and you also have the the acquisition in 2019 of Tableau and this is a data visualization company and this was for 15.3 billion dollars so standby for what could be its biggest acquisition ever and this could be in the form of Slack and this is the um, work communication Application and work coordination or collaboration um, software. So this could come in the range of if you just look at the market cap of Slack, it was last trading higher by nearly thirty percent, which puts its market cap to nearly twenty billion dollars. So this would rank it alongside the likes of IBM's purchase of Red Hat, which was at thirty-four billion, uh, Microsoft's purchase of LinkedIn in twenty sixteen of twenty-seven billion. So you could see a blockbuster. Deal sometime next week. So, this could be announced as soon as next week. But you have to bear in mind, this is still quite um, in the talking stages. It could Mm. not, it might not go through. So, something to watch out for as well.
1: The Wall Street Journal first broke the news about Salesforce wanting to buy Slack, and that report spurred buying overnight. Slack shares gaining 37%. The next corporate story on my radar is a merger between two publishing giants, Penguin and Simon and Schuster. Now, this could potentially be the first big antitrust issue that a Joe Biden administration confronts. Tell us about the two
0: billion US dollar deal. Okay, this stands out for me because it's a bit old school. Yeah, books. <laughs> okay, how so dare th- you call my favorite <laughs> thing old? So, German media <laughs> giant uh, Bertelsmann is saying it's. Penguin Random House Division. And this is quite a famous brand. Yes. You might have it's come classics, across it. You right? Read yeah, it's classics. one of the big five companies in the hmm. US. So it's buying another big five company. Mm-hmm. And this is, like you mentioned, its rival, Simon & Schuster. So it's going to be a mega deal. So it will yep. trim the big five to become a big four. And already it is raising some uh, criticism from its rivals, of course, News Corp, which owns HarperCollins, one of the one of the top five, has slammed the deal because they say it's not just buying a book publisher; they are buying market dominance, and this will allow um, Penguin, or rather, Bertelsmann to control seventy percent of the U.S. literary, 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 and general fiction market. So oh. there is that concern that this could be, you know, monopolistic. So what? could be um, shipping up to be a big mega deal could fall flat so something to look out for and this is of course for $2.2 billion and Penguin Random House uh, buying Simon Schuster authors will include Stephen King <gasps> Hillary Clinton and John Irving and this is from Viacom CBS so a big deal in the making but a couple of hurdles to jump over
1: Every living, former, or current American president, from Carter to Trump, would have published a book with the new company. Just gives you a sense of the scope of this um, new entity that's going to really shake up the publishing landscape. All right, the next story on my um, corporate radar, so to speak. Yesterday on the show, we reported the Gap's third quarter earnings had fallen short of expectations. Investor reaction to the news overnight? was ruthless. The gap shares plunged nearly 20%, I saw. All right, let's check in on local markets now. Singapore shares took a breather yesterday following several days of gains. The Straits Times Index fell three quarters of a percent to 28.69. How's it doing this morning? And are we seeing signs of further profit-taking or are investors buying on the dip?
0: Yeah, good question. So looking across Asia so far, it has been quite muted. And mm. this is off the back of mixed leads on Wall Street, where you had the down S&P 500, giving up gains. But NASDAQ pushing up to new records. So going into the morning trading, uh, you've got the SGX, or rather the STI, down by 0.8%. So pretty much the same picture we had in closing on Wednesday. So it is extending those losses now at 2,846. And some of the stocks look out for, mm-hmm. uh, DBS, India's central bank, has formally approved a proposed scheme for DBS to take over the cash-strapped Lashmi Villas Bank. So this will allow it to expand in southern India. So... Its stock price so far down 0.9% at $25.46, but this is in line with the other two banks as well. UOB is down 1%, OCBC down 1.1%. And another stock to look out for, SingTel is trading ex-dividend, so it is now down by 2.8%. $2.41. $2.41. So those are some stocks weighing on the STI so far this morning.
1: There you have it. What markets are talking about this morning in minutes. This has been Market View. He's Ryan Huang. I'm Michelle Martin.
0: Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg